Medtronic Technologies impacted more than 72 million people in the last year, equating to two people every second. Harnessing the power of technology to take healthcare further, each technology has unique benefits designed to serve patients. The goal of this program is to get closer to the patient and delve into the challenges and impact of each technology in practice. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. The Invos monitoring system should not be used as the sole basis for diagnosis or therapy and is intended only as an adjunct in patient assessment. Medtronic's medical education programs are offered to provide attendees education on the FDA-cleared indications and use of our products when applicable. The contents and conclusions of the following program are solely those of the speakers unless otherwise noted. The speakers are responsible for all content and any necessary permissions. The speakers received funding from Covidian LP, a Medtronic company, for this speaking engagement. For this segment of the series, a discussion on the value of NEARS in clinical practice in the NICU, we will discuss how some therapeutic options with the NEARS monitor. To help provide insight into this topic is Dr. Scott Duncan, Professor and Chief Division of Neonatal Medicine, Department of Pediatrics at University of Louisville School of Medicine. Let's talk a little bit about therapeutic options. We know that the monitor is useful for trending changes over time. It's like a lot of the laboratory tests that we perform at that single point in time. And the one thing is that this is very useful as a trend monitor. Each tissue bed will have varying degrees of oxygen extraction depending on what the metabolic needs are. We know each tissue bed has different variability, the cerebral with the lowest variability, the renal with moderate variability, and the mesenteric with highest variability. And there's a variety of reasons for decrease in regional saturation values. And we're going to show on the next slide what I think is even a simpler concept behind this. But we look at these four points on here and we think about decreased blood or oxygen delivery, hemoglobin, oxyhemoglobin affinities, and gross oxygen consumption. And that first bullet point, that is decreased blood or oxygen delivery, you got to think hypoxic or ischemic because that's really what we're talking about here. Why did I say I thought this slide actually presents that a little bit better? Well, if you think about these two top two, the increased delivery and the increased oxygen content, it almost goes back to a study in economics. And I say that because of this. What you're really doing here is you're either increasing the supply or you're decreasing the demand. There's a variety of ways that you can increase the supply. You think about things such as increasing blood pressure, such as increasing cardiac output to increase the supply, to increase the blood because you're talking about perfusion here. To increase the blood pressure, you can do volume expansion. To increase cardiac output, we can optimize preload, afterload, rate, rhythm, contractility. You might want to reduce sympathetic outflow by increasing inotrope uh, infusion or consider regional vasodilators such as milrinone. To decrease utilization, you want to reduce that metabolic rate. So here you want to keep temperatures normal. Think about what you're doing with cooling. You're actually reducing the metabolic rate in those babies. You may want to provide sedation, which will also reduce that rate. So when it comes back, take it back a little bit to simplicity, supply and demand. You need to either increase the supply or decrease the demand. 
this is a really complicated slide and I really don't intend to go over it limb by limb. What I really wanna discuss with you at this slide is this, is a near-infrared spectroscopy can provide for you a direct and measurable data as opposed to an indirect marker. NEARS won't tell you what to do, but trending that value will tell you you need to assess the baby It'll help direct interventions and it provides a real-time assessment to the effectiveness of the therapy you provide. There's a second point I want to emphasize and the complexity of this slide makes this a great point as well. There's a learning curve when using near-infrared spectroscopy clinically. If you haven't used it before, first start by selecting babies to study, choosing an infant that has an identified and understood pathophysiologic process allows confirmation by near-infrared spectroscopy and allows that clinician to help understand and become comfortable with the technology. If you integrate near-infrared spectroscopy with cardiac output, blood flow, oxygen delivery, and concepts of perfusions to the tissues in questions, you'll soon see what a great advantage of this particular technology can be in helping to manage your patients. Fernando, I think, may have mentioned I have a master's in healthcare administration, so I have an interest in the business side of medicine as well. In the business world, the value equation is outcome divided by cost. You can put your own definitions as to what each of those components might be. Let me at least finish by mentioning the clinical value of near technology. First, it immediately reflects the impact of the interventions that you're providing. Second, it provides a piece of objective data versus an indirect measurement or subjective assessment. And third, it'll show you real-time physiology and changes going on in the tissue beds of interest. Please tune in next week for a new segment from this series wherever you find your podcast. This is the Medtronic MedEd Learning Experience. Thank you for listening.